0: to the Carrero Podcast. My name is Malia Hoffman, and I'm here with Fred Ramirez. Today, our guest is Lewis Williams IV. Lewis is a very talented individual. He played three sports in high school, basketball, baseball, and football. He also played the clarinet in high school and really enjoyed it. He graduated from St. Cloud State University with a bachelor's in manufacturing engineering. Now he is an engineer worker and designing machines that deal with tires. His ultimate goal is to create a product that will impact many. He officiates basketball, football, volleyball, soccer, and umpire softball, where he goes by the name of Blue Lou. He wants five kids one day so he can have a huge family and leave his legacy behind. He wants to be great. In order to be great, you have to motivate others around you, which he does on a daily basis. You can follow Lewis on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, at Stevie J Lou spelled S T E V E Y Y J A Y Y L O U. Hi Lewis, thank you for joining us today. So your first name is Lewis, but your social media goes by Steve. Can you tell us a little bit about <laughs> why <Steve>. that is?
1: <laughs> uh, so Stevie J Lou I actually came about I was in high school and uh, it was the show. I, was, I, was, I forgot what show it was, but they had Stevie J on there. And then one day I was just in school, and it just, just um, girls like I was trying to. I was trying to flirt. I was a freshman. I didn't know how to flirt. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Stevie J. Lou, two eyes on you. And it just like, and I was like, oh, okay. So I just added this Stevie J, and that's why the J, Stevie got two eyes, and the J got two eyes, and no, the U on only one U on you. So I just be like, yeah, Stevie J. Lou, two eyes on you. And it was just kind of was nice, my phrase. So that's kind of that was what I used to just tell people. like, what's your "Nice, Stevie J, Louis, two wise on you." And
2: they like, "Huh?" That's awesome. That's pretty adorable. So, Lewis, one of the things I that I saw is that you were you were uh, you grew up in Milwaukee. Uh, What were your school years like there?
1: Uh, Milwaukee, uh, it was pretty pretty interesting. I went to a Catholic school, a Christian school, growing up. It's called Great Holy Temple Christian Academy. I went there from um, third grade all the way to eighth grade, and then I graduated from there, and then I went to a, um, a Catholic school down there for high school, um, Mesmer Preparatory Academy. It was pretty interesting. What was crazy about that school, it was like a block scheduling, so we had like, uh, instead of eight classes a day, we had four classes each day, then it rotate, alternate, so you do four and, four and four and four and four, and it was like a college prep school, so they used to make us, each class you gotta do four papers a semester, so I'm taking eight classes, and then times eight times four. So I'm doing 32 papers a semester. By the end of the year, you do 64 papers. <laughs> <Right>. Wow! <laughs> but yeah, they kind of try to prep you. So I went there and then I actually got kicked out of school my senior year, um, and then I had went to a public school, uh, Harold Benson, and that's when I graduated from there. And then yeah.
2: Well, there's 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 been a, a lot of talk about block block scheduling. How did you like it? Um. Honestly,
1: I, I liked it because, like, um, it allows the teachers to have more. Cause, like, so when I went from block scheduling at the Catholic school was block scheduling, and then I went to the private school. Just like you get your seven A classes a day, and um, I kind of it was kind of the, the A class. It was kind of fast paced, fast paced. But you learning all eight subjects in one day, so it's hard to re- reframe that information versus you got four and you in a class for like an hour and a half per class with it normally. And you, um, I feel like you can get a lot more. And then you, there's more times you can ask questions and the teacher, you can ask questions and the teacher kind of, it's more, it's more, um, I feel like it's more beneficial for students that way. Cause you ain't trying to learn eight subjects in one day. You just learn four and it's at a nice pace. And then, that way the teacher ain't trying to rush it. And that way if you got questions, you get to ask it. They get to help you. So I liked that The block scheduling for me, it worked. It was, it was real beneficial, I feel.
0: Yeah. I think if a educator does it correctly, that, that block scheduling can be really beneficial because you get time to like dig into the content and work with your classmates and do that rich, um, deep thinking.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the block scheduling for yeah. sure was more. Then I got to the like I said MPS and it was just fifty minutes, forty five. You just back to back to back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all over the place.
0: You were also a three sport athlete and played the clarinet. How did you find? How do you find balance between all of that?
1: Uh, so like, uh, football season started, you know, normally in the beginning of the summer, August, and then it lead to a, like beginning. I want to say November, and then I get like two weeks off, and then I play uh, ba- go to basketball season. Then I get like a, after basketball season, like two weeks off, and go straight to baseball season. So the the seasons were spreaded out, so it wasn't like it was staggered on top of each other. So that was uh. That's what allowed me to be able to do it. And then the clarinet, I just took it as a class, as an elective. Because oh. I had to choose between it was like you had to choose as something for elective. And I was just me, you know, I was like let me get an easy A. I feel like that'd be the easy <laughs> A. <laughs> was it? Let me go to the band. And I had I never played no instrument in my life up until that point. So what's actually funny is uh I didn't know I wanted to play the clarinet. When I first got in there, I was like, I wanna play the drum, you know? Yeah. And but our drummer, he was too good He was already elite at okay? that <laughs> no i got to pick else out and i didn't know i didn't know no instrument really the piano but our list was good too so i'm like okay and i remember my mom she played the clarinet back in her high school days oh. oh that's the only instrument that i can remember I, I ain't know what a trombone none of that i was like clarinet they're like okay Stuck me in a section with all all ch- uh girls i'm the only guy i'm like it was fun my boys made fun of me but i actually enjoyed it i actually I like, found a passion for it. it was fun. I did it for uh, two years, two electives, but I haven't done it since.
0: Yeah, that's not bad, okay. actually. And, you know, yeah. I I can appreciate, you know, you bucking stereo- gender stereotypes, right, and playing the clarinet, mm-hmm. and you just stuck it out, even though your boys gave you a hard time. I like that. Yeah, you,
2: know, you know, one of the things which you were you were talking about, Louis, which, which makes me think um, – you were a you were a three three sport athlete during a during during times in which in which coaches wanted wanted all all of their athletes just to focus on one sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did you go through anything anything like that? And if you know, and if so, how did you work with your with your coaches?
1: Um, actually, it was funny. So I played football, and but my football coach he was the base, he he was my baseball coach too. So oh, he didn't. Okay. And then basketball, he—I mean, then he really—he really—he really, went too hard on. I was the quarterback too, actually, so they—that's why he wanted me to come play baseball because I can pitch. He wanted me to pitch, and um, okay, he was fine me playing two sports. And I always been playing basketball and football. It was my first time playing baseball. Was in, in high school. Like I didn't play it up until that point. I just played wow. up until. School. And it was it was crazy as I actually had. Played, I made the varsity team. I was pitching on varsity, throwing curve. I was throwing the curveball, slider. My first year, it was crazy.
0: Just a natural <laughs> um, athlete, huh?
1: Yeah, it just came. But, yeah, it was just natural. But um, yeah, football obviously was the one I had end up choosing. But yeah, my coaches to, to answer your question, yeah, my coaches they weren't really tripping. But I know, yeah, a lot of during that time, coaches used to be yeah, football, football, basketball. But no, our coaches at our school, we was like at a Sparta school, so they trying to recruit. Hey, come play on the basketball. Sure. <laughs> 800, 900 students total. But um, we just combined with another school. Like they yeah. had like thirteen hundred people for. Uh, so we just combined. So in our school specifically, with the eight hundred, our coaches was always trying to get students from other sports. Like, come on, come play to keep the you know, because it's not a lot. Of, not a lot of people was trying to even still to this day. Not a lot of people in college sports teams most times. Yeah, it's it's
0: how do you think that these skills have transferred into your career?
1: Oh, honestly, it's crazy because it, it go hand in hand. Like, it teach you discipline. It teach you hard work. It teach you how to be a leader, just how to care for others. Care, you know, no matter if you go hard, but one person behind, hey, we only as good as the last option. So it, it just teaches you to these skills and um, how I incorporate it in my uh, everyday living, like I, when I'm... I'm always trying to be a leader. You know, if I see somebody down, I'm, hey, trying to cheer. You know, like when I'm working with the kids, when they do some travel or something, I'm, I'm teaching them. I'm learning. Like, in like sports, is teaching. It's a learning experience. Everything mm-hmm. you got to learn. You got to learn the plays. You got to learn, the, you know. So it's a learning experience. And I, when I, in my everyday life, I try to teach people, motivate people. Like, teach them to, hey, and I'm like I said, for example, with the kid, little girl travel. I'm like, hey, you can't travel. You got to dribble the ball or a moving screen. You can't be moving. You got to stand still. Mm-hmm. A, it's, it's, it played hand in hand. And just the discipline, just being disciplined. Um, you know, you got to be somewhere at seven. Go be there at seven. You got homework to do. <laughs> you got to do that homework. You know, and uh, yeah, it just teach you a lot of a lot of skills that. I didn't really think about at during the time when I was playing, but now that I'm older, I'm like, dang, like it go hand in hand. Like the mm-hmm. hardware, you gotta you gotta work hard. If you ain't working hard, you ain't gonna have no money. You Ain't gonna. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> they go hand in hand, honestly. So them, them skills that I picked up, like it just came like just naturally over the years that you don't really think about. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, like if I didn't have that, who knows? Like, would I be the person I am today? You know? So it's good, good skills you
0: yeah, I think that me. that sports really do instill a lot of yeah. life skills into into kids early on, just teaching them how to be individually accountable, but also um, rely on each other and and have that commitment to your teammates. Like if you don't feel like trying or giving a hundred percent today, then you're letting you know, right. eleven other people down or ten other people down or you know whatever your team is. So it is. It's it's important. I'd be
1: mean, <laughs> mad. Like when I know if I've been sporting, the coach say go all the way through the line. When the person don't go through the line, everybody gonna look at it like, dude. You know, and then you know you as sports, you sport, want to disappoint everybody. So yeah. then like, if, like I do something. I want like, to my decision I'm doing. I'm like okay, I gotta make sure I'm doing. Them. I ain't trying to disappoint people who really you know care for you. It's it's, it's crazy how that work. Honestly, like mm-hmm. it really do translate hand to hand, like sports and. But a lot of times it can be, you know, hard because, you know, so everybody don't get good coaches, so if you <laughs> got a good coach, yeah. you ain't learning no skills really. So I was just thankful that I had good coaches that was able to, um, yeah, just install those, and, um, those traits into my personality and my character.
0: That's true because I think a lot of times uh, kids give up on sports because they don't mesh well with the coach or they don't have, like, a good relationship or – um, you know, just like the coach, they just don't vibe. So, um, yeah, coaching is really impactful on those on those young young people as well.
1: Yeah, we see it happen a lot. Like, yeah, like you just said, coaches a kid have a bad experience probably in eighth grade with mm-hmm. a basketball coach. Now they don't want to play basketball the rest of their life, and it, it's yeah. kind of it's messed up, you know. Yeah. It just that's real messed
0: up. And that can be the thing that keeps them going to school and trying. Hard in class so they can get the grades so they can play. And that can <laughs> yeah. be the thing that, you know, breaks
1: that. Yeah, definitely is for me. Like I said, I was always was, you know, our coach harp on the student athlete. So mm-hmm. I know if I praise grades, I can't play. So right. even when they cop, maybe that can't be motivated in school. Like, and I play college ball, I have to get the grades. So yeah, students
0: first, like, right? Athlete second, student athlete. Yeah.
2: So uh, then, so then talk about that. Talk about your, your, Transition from from high school to to college, and then what what in, inspired you to actually major in
1: manufacturing engineering? Um. Okay. So first first I'm gonna talk about um, the engineer what made me. Then I'm gonna talk about the transition. So mm-hmm. it's funny what made me uh, get into engineering. Like me personally, growing up, um, I remember one time I was at my grandma's house, and it, it was just a small fix. But the chain the ch- the chain in the back of the toilet had broke for like when you flush it, they connected. Huh. It had broke, and I just went in there and I looked in there and I seen it was broken, and I had uh, just took a shoestring and tied it and fixed it. And my grandma was happy. She like, yeah, you know, she happy for me. I'm like, okay, I like that. I like that feeling <laughs> of, you know, of hands on. And then I know me personally, it was crazy too with life. Like me personally, I always tell myself like, I just can't. I knew I couldn't sit behind no desk. On like, I, I when I was younger, I'm like, I, ain't, I can't be no sit behind a desk person. I can't be no sit behind a desk person or nothing like that. So then I remember one day after one of our football games, uh, we got done finishing and uh my coach actually he was uh he he was uh he was taking me on a college visit my uh junior year of high school to go visit Illinois, Western, Eastern Illinois or whatever to go for football. And I just remember him talking to me like he like what you want to what you want to do? And like I said I always knew I couldn't do nothing behind the desk. I wanted to do something hands on. So I was like, "Yeah, I want to be a construction worker." And he looked at me He's was like, "You don't got to go to school to do that." He was like, "Yeah, I got buddy who um their way up through the union, you don't gotta go to school to for, to be a construction worker. And I was like, Yeah, all right, I don't wanna be a construction worker no more. I gotta go to school. I need some mm-hmm. uh with money. Y'all need something that's gonna be challenging, so I can, you know, get a lot of money. And then um I just remember trying to decide what I wanted to be. And I had originally I saw like mechanical uh engineering, like I started looking up like different type of engineering. I was seeing mechanical engineering design, and I'm like, Oh, it'd be nice to invent something, you know. So that had sparked the interest in me. So then like, uh, so then the transition from high school to college, for me, it was kind of uh, a smooth transition in a way because um, like when I was at home when I was younger, I was always out like in the neighborhood with my boys and stuff. Like I was, I was away from home a lot, spending a lot of time. So I was, I was like on my own kind of in a way, cause like all day I'd just be my boys at the parks. We'd be doing this, doing that just all day. So, and uh, when I transitioned from, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I went to school in St. Cloud, Minnesota. It was kind of different for me at first, because when I I got here, I ain't know nobody. When I got to, I ain't know nobody. It's just like, you in the road alone. You know, I just remember my mom dropping me off at the dorm. We get my dorm set up, and she getting ready to leave. She gave me a hug. You know, she crying. Oh, it's okay, mom. Be all right. (laughs) You know? In the moment she left, like, she pulled off. My heart just dropped. I'm like, hey I'm really out here, like I'm out here alone but it was good though that um because I had my teammates with me uh, there with me you know it became my they became my family my brotherhood so it was like you know my brothers now they my family they helped me they helped me you know mentally because it was always there you know since I got brothers with me now so it was good for me as far that way and then I still uh when I got to college I still didn't know what I wanted to be I thought I wanted to be a mechanical engineer. And then I was like, all right, I talked to the advisor, and I seen that you have to do the uh, chemistry for, physics for, calculus for. I'm like, okay, I'm smart, but I'm not doing all that. I'm cool. <laughs> uh, I was actually talking to this advisor, and she was like, actually, we got a, this engineer. is called Manufacturing Engineering Technology. And she was like, yeah, so basically, um, it's an engineer degree. She was like, it was new. It was like the second year uh, she had kind of created, <coughs> like, um, created it, implemented it into the school system because it wasn't there. She's like, yeah, the first graduating class will be this year, actually, from the program. I'm like, oh, yeah. So she basically manufacturing engineering technology. They teach you a little bit of every part of engineering. They teach you a little bit of the mechanical part. They teach you a little bit of the manufacturing side, the electric side. So they teach you a, a little bit, but you won't get too crazy in depth into none of the sides, like none of the parts of the engineering. So that way, when you graduate, you'll you got a variety of options you could go off into. You go off into prototyping. We got um, people from our, who graduated with the Manufacturing engineer. Technology, they electricians, they um, just research engineers, doing research, trying to uh, development, they teach you. So they teach you all these skills and different traits of engineering. Um, so I was like, yeah, that sounds like something I could do. You know, I ain't got to do... I did a math I had to still do the calc but I had to go to calc for you know I had to do the chemistry but not chemistry for I still had to do the, you know the physics but not <laughs> the all four so um yeah I kind of was just just taking my classes and just kept passing like honestly it would have been times like I see my schedule i have physics <laughs> I had physics chemistry calc uh prototyping all in the same semester and I just remember before I'm like whoa. I called my mom. I'm getting ready to cry. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to pass all these classes. I just kept out of my, I went to my advisor, like, I ain't going to pass. But then you know what? I passed. I'm like, oh, I did it. Like, <laughs> I kept out of myself. I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm just passing. And I keep doubting. So I was just taking them and taking it. And then eventually, next thing I know, usually, like 20 credits left. It just, the countdown start happening. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it was. Uh, as far as engineering, then the transition. Um, just being on your own, you got to learn how to, um, I mean, we had meal plans and stuff, so I used to go eat. I didn't have to cook myself for myself. Just waking waking up, like me, I'm a hard sleeper. My mom used to always wake me up in, um, early in the morning, so just having to get up on my own, and then now, like, my mom used to force me to go to school in high school, like, go, but now it's my choice. Like, if I want to go to class, I don't got to go. I gotta sit here late all day, but then I know. If I don't do that, then I'm gonna stress, and I'm gonna be oh, I missed the homework, trying to ask your teacher. So the transition it was smooth, but it just teach you to um, be on your own. So you just gotta prioritize and be responsible. So yeah, I'm a, a pretty pretty responsible person and hard worker. So if you are a hard worker, got good work ethic, I feel like the transition smooth. So my work ethic good, so it was a smooth transition for me. Yeah. Honestly.
0: You in your bio mentioned that your ultimate goal was to create a product that would impact many. Can you talk about that?
1: Actually, so um, so I wanna I wanna design. I'm already got something I'm thinking about, but I ain't gonna say it. Mm-hmm. But I just wanna. Um, so that's what was crazy. That's why I started YouTubing and TikTok and doing all the and social media. First, I want on know social media, so I started doing that. Like I gotta have, if I get a good fan base, a good supporting base, then when I get a product and want to sell it. It's gonna sell way faster. So. Uh, I don't know what product I, I got a, a couple ideas, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Ready, so I, like.
0: I feel like now is a good time to plug your your social. So you're Stevie J Lou with two Ys. So uh, S T E V E Y Y J A Y Y L O U, right? And that's all of your socials.
1: Everything y'all yeah. Instagram, TikTok, yeah. YouTube.
0: So if people want to follow, that's the way, huh?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Follow, follow. I'm always posting something like I post I've, I've been trying to be more consistent. post video but as far as everyday life I'm always just posting because like me I'm, a, I'm up early every day 5am 6 o'clock like 7 days a week I'm up so I'm just posting stuff like posting my, my daily what I do so people be like dang this dude just woke up he just went did his work engineering just got off he just went to the gym he just refed the kid mm-hmm. now he I I I just want to motivate people. Like, if I'm doing it, like, you just got to use the most of your time, you know? Mm -hmm. Your time is, can't get it back. So I try, I'm a big believer. I try to manage my time. I'm always like, if I can make money, if I can be doing something, working. And plus, I love what I do. If you love what you're doing for work, I mean, you'll want to do it every day. So, like, my engineer, I'm designing. I always want to design something. I love doing that. I'm doing that all day. And I'm working with the kids. I get to have a good impact on their life and make them smile. just – Parents too, they having fun. I'm having fun, and I'm getting paid to do it, so it's like a win-win. So that's
2: awesome. Yeah. Um. So can you can you talk about your what what your present occupation is?
1: Uh, so right now I'm uh I'm so <laughs> a manufacturing engineer technology. A manufacturing engineer technician. I mean, and basically, I design machines for tire. Anything that got to do with the tire for recycling tires, putting the threads on tires, racing tires to sh- shave them even, keep them shaved even, so you, for drifting and all that. Anything that got to do with the tires, like we design, I design machines on the um, SolidWorks, which is a CAD system. You design it on there first, and then I uh, drop the blueprints. So then uh, the the other workers they build it from scratch. So we go cut. Go get the metal cut we need a table for example go get the legs cut the four legs to 10 inches and get the top flat part whatever is going material is going to be out the tabletop cut that radius the corners whatever um get the screws so we i design every blueprint for from the start of it to how you put it together where each screw go i design showing you where the screws go at where everything goes huh. so that's what i do um in the, through my daytime and then when i get off uh, for the last five years, I've been doing basketball. And I did basketball. I started doing it in college on the weekends. Just I make like 500, 500 to 700 bucks in two days. So that's pretty much how I did all through college. I just did basketball uh, for five years. Then I got into uh, softball and baseball. And I'll do that on the weekends and throughout the week here and there. And then um so I do that still um pretty much full time. Like I said, I go to my work and I do that seven days a week. I get out of work. Go ref, basketball umpire, uh normally. And then on the weekends I'm up at six doing tournaments. But then this year I actually just started. So I do I was already doing basketball for five, uh umpire for four years, but I just started volleyball, soccer. Yeah wow.
0: and- volleyball, that's <laughs> my jam. Oh, that's your jam. <laughs> yeah. yes, volleyball
1: easy. I'm just up there
0: <laughs> no <pain. laughs> Yeah, refing is so easy. You must have line judges too, right? So they help out and yeah. Yeah, you hear
1: yeah like everybody is out yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but no Valley Boss so I just um, what made me do that honestly because um, like before I was this is my first year of not having school so normally I'll still be in school but this might been my first year like I've been just working my my perfect my career job and just so I'm like I got a lot more free time so I do that so I picked up them other ones and then I also make gold teeth <laughs> I make gold grills <laughs> uh, mold, molds, molds Started doing that. Um I YouTube and TikTok, so I'm editing my videos and um I'm actually trying to I'm finna start this clothing line soon too. So I've been doing that, getting ideas, just um teaching myself how to design. Wow. Yeah, so, so cool. I'm all I'm teaching myself, I told myself how to edit, teach myself how to do the mud, I'm a try to I'm a big believer, you know, you always gotta learn, always learning something new, always pushing the brain to the you know, to the limit. There's no limit it's on the brain. There's really no limit on your brain. You can make it do whatever, like a sponge, whatever you feet is going to take
0: so who in your life impacted you to be this way like yeah. you're a super hard worker you're like super positive outgoing you're like can do anything who's your inspiration your mentor that has taught hey, you things
1: i'm sorry catch you my mom though my mom like this lady is <laughs> have five kids yeah five kids i'm the oldest of five actually uh got two younger brothers sean and mikey uh, two younger sisters, Michelle and Diamond, and my mom. Her name is Charmelita Williams. But uh, the reason why my mom is because, like, I, from a baby, I just seen her. Like when I was like four or five, I could got memories I can get jog all the way back from there. And we, you know, she, we was lived in the shelter, and I just remember her. Like from where we started, she was in the shelter, having to be there every night. You know, before eight o'clock, before she always made sure we was there. And then she was working. At daycare at the time and seen her work her way up and, you know, we're going to daycare. She wasn't making much money. That, But I get older now that I realize I'm like, she wasn't making much, she, but she still found a way to uh, make sure we had whatever we need. And um, it was actually, it was crazy too. I had seen her like, so she would end up going back to college and getting her two year associate degree while raising five kids. Wow. And like, I see my mom, like she was never late to work. She'd get up every every morning, wake up five of us. Um, she'd go wake me up, They'd go wake my brother up. By the time she leave the room for me, I'm back asleep. So then she'd come back in there, get back. <laughs> 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 Hectic, man. Five kids. I know her morning every day. Like everyday school, she we all hard sleepers, so she just got to the point, you know what? She just can't start going in the room pouring water on all our face. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, like, I just always seen her, you know, working hard, always had a job. I um, was never late to, like I said, to work. I just seen her, um, yeah, just work, that lady. And then, like me, I had started to um, stare down a path that I shouldn't, you know, when I was younger and stuff, and making the wrong decisions. And, you know, sometimes kids, they parents would give up on them and put them in a group home or put them in a um, juvenile, whatever, put them somewhere else to get help. But she never did that. She was... On my heels, just constantly blowing my phone up. Where you at? Come on, did you be here? i get mad. I, uh, turn my phone off, but she was still on me. It was just constantly on me and on me. No matter what, she could have easily gave up on me, but yeah, just her not ever giving up on me because if she would have gave up on me, I would have probably... Who knows, I'll be, where I, who knows where i would be, honestly, it will not be here, I'll be probably in a bad situation, but just knowing that she cares, so every time i do something, I'll be like, damn, my mom find out, I always had that idea, like, if I do something, I know I'm going to be doing if my mom find out, oh, she's going to be pissed, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, just her constantly being on me and caring for me, it just, and like I said, I seen her working hard, raised five kids, and she, yeah, that lady, a lady, a real one, and she actually did, she, I I went to college, she moved to Texas, started from scratch, and she out there in Texas right now, and she always just tell me, though, um, to set the example, do whatever you do, the younger the rest going to follow, so like I said, I went to college, I graduated now, then uh, my brother, he in the Army, he a sergeant in the Army. Then my sister, she in school right now to be an electrician. Then my other sister, she in school right now to be a um, RN. And my brother, he he finna go back to school next fall. Uh, He trying to do he trying to do some engineering now. So it it motivated, you know, they following by example. So it's good. It's a good feeling. That's amazing.
0: Good on your mom. I love hearing that story. Yeah, very inspiring.
2: Uh, Well, and how I how I found you was that I was I was I was scrolling. And I and I saw this umpire doing backflips, and I'm like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> you know, be, be, and, and 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 the reason why I, I stopped was that being a being a former high school baseball Ooh. coach, I did not like umpires, hated <laughs> hated them with a passion. And so, so it's always so I so there I was watching you, and and one of the things in what you were what you were also talking about is that how we love to spread joy. Um. So how do, so. So what, how did all this happen? Be, you know, because umpires do not do things like, like what you're doing. So and spread joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Umpires do not spread joy, man. They make things tough.
1: So, yeah. How did all, the, how did all this happen? It's actually funny. So this just kind of just happened. Like, all right, it's crazy. So what happened was basically, like I said, I've been umping for five, four going on five years now. The first year, the, actually, the first year I was up <laughs> in, <it> was bad. <laughs> I would, they, they threw me. I ain't know, like I played basketball when I was pretty I played baseball, but it been many. I, I was really tripped. I forgot the rules, just a couple of the rules and stuff. But anyway, they just threw me right into a JV game, so I'm already nervous. I don't know, you know, I don't know it like no none. They just threw me in, didn't have no training, nothing for it. And I remember the um the first page, somebody the the little girl threw the ball and it, she smacked it, and it was a foul ball. And then me, I'm just looking at it. And it, it had like fouled off and went over the fence. So I'm looking like, you know, home run. Did the little girl stop? And she looking at me. Everybody looking at me, the coach like, are you gonna call foul ball? I'm like, oh, foul ball, foul ball. You know, I caught it. And I'm like, okay, I'm i tripping. And then instead of <laughs> I marked the foul ball as a I marked the foul ball as a ball instead of a strike. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So I was like, walk. I told her to walk. She's like, wait, what are you talking? It's full count. I'm like, the five ball. I'm like, oh, yeah, full count. Come back. You know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the first year, I'm calling strikes at the head, strikes at the feet. They hate him. Oh, my gosh. Um, was what What level was this? JV. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's serious <laughs> enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> like this guy. Yeah
1: they like what is he but it was a shortage on umpires anyway so that my uh the dude i did basketball we like you ever thought about umping i'm like sure so anyway fast forwarded um i did umping. So I, you know i started to just do i was do, got my mechanics down we got all my car you know everything so i was just doing the regular basic you know strike i'm just strike with my hand in the air then strike three i'm just doing what they teach you and then um I remember right before, uh so the se- the year, it was the season before COVID happened. So so it was this it was like 2018 basically. And um, I remember that season, like later on in the year, one of the I was just doing my regular strike, and then one of the kids was like, Hey, you need to get something funnier than that. And I was like, Oh, he challenged me. I'm like, okay. And it was crazy <laughs> game of the year of that year. So later that day I went home and my boy, I'm just thinking, like, oh what, what can I do? And I'm thinking like maybe I'm a bowl I'm for a strike, maybe then a strike three boy narrow. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to <laughs> for the Bonero, you know? But then it was crazy that COVID happened, so we missed that whole year. So I just like had a whole year. I'm like, dang, you know, i thinking they had these ideas what so I'm gonna do. So it was crazy I had so I was doing my strike three Bonero, uh that, when, when softball picked back up after COVID, you know, they was playing with the mask and stuff. And the umpires had to stand in the middle, right behind the pitcher at first before, you know, everything. So I was doing it. But then I started, I was just doing my regular strike three, and I've been doing it the whole time. But it was crazy. I had read this book. It was called The Compound Effect by uh, Darren James, I want to say. I, don't, I could be wrong. But anyway, it's called The Compound Effect, and it was basically talking about um, the power of cell phone. And the power of technology and just if you got a talent put it on display for the world to see and it was just talking about how people we we miss out on opportunities and you don't want to you know go your whole life missing out it was just telling you all this stuff that you need to everybody got knowledge but you just got to apply it. You got to actually do it. You, you, you can have all these ideas going through your head. But if you never try it or act upon it, it'll never work. It'll just be a thought and just go by. So anyway, I read this book. And then literally the next day, it was talking about the power of the cell phone and using your talent on display and social media. The next, I've been doing, like I said, I've been doing the strike three the whole time. And then just for some reason that day, the next day, after I read this book, the parents was doing, uh, I'm doing the strike three. And I look back and I see some parents doing it with me and laughing and chuckling. And I'm like, okay, I'm just doing the strike three. Then after the game, one of the people like, hey, uh, um, you got you got the greatest strike three I call I've ever seen. I'm like, no, you know, funny. She said, yeah, a lot of us got it on video. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me see. They all pulling out the phone, showing it to me on video. I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? Let me see. Send me that video. Up until this point, I didn't have TikTok. I didn't have YouTube. I wasn't on Instagram like that. I wasn't really using my social medias. I was pretty much living under a rock. But then that same day, I went and I post. I was like, she sent me the video, and I re, I was like, you mind me recording you saying that on camera? And she's like, yeah, you. The to strike three, and then she did the motion, and I just like, and then I put it on TikTok and um, got a couple of views. Put it on YouTube, just start posting it everywhere—Facebook, Instagram. Then I was like, okay, they thought that was cool, you know. And I remember like, okay, I can flip, and I, I learned how to flip when I was like ten or eleven. I taught myself. Jeez. We and my all my buddies in the neighborhood can flip. Yeah, we used to have flipping competitions or whatever, <laughs> and I flip. I'm like, I can flip, okay. So then the next day, so oh. that it was a, a Saturday, and they was like, oh, this, I thought it was cool. The bornero. Then that Sunday, I had to do the tournament to get, the same tournament next day. Then I did the uh, for the last strike three. I did the I did the bornero. Then I did the backflip and I did the backflip. The crowd, they ah, like it just <laughs> <laughs> okay. did you just see that? Hey, do it again! Do it again! You're like and you have then, to earn
0: that with a strike
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy. Do it again. Then um, i doing it and after the game. They do it back, keep back flip, back flip. Then I just find ways to incorporate it during the game. So I start doing it after every um strike three of the inning, the last strike three of the inning, and then uh home runs, so I do it. And then um, the kids just start. They started doing. they were making up their own little chant. They just start back flip, back flip, and then they make. <laughs> Every time they do it, I start doing it, and then, so I just, like I said, I was working my job, and I was umpiring seven days a week, so I was consistent with it, too, so I'm doing it every day, I'm doing all these different schools, so everybody, you know, all these different teams seeing my face, and they like, oh, my backflip there, they like, oh, my God, we never had that, and you know, when you think about it, I start thinking about it, like, well, oh, that'd be real cool if I was a kid, and I had an umpire, you know, backflip, and then... So then I just start incorporating. I start doing the chairs with them, you know. F O they get a five ball, and I'm F O. Then they be going back F O. I'm U L U L girl. You five ball. And they doing it every every after me. I oh doing my it.
2: gosh! This is this is everything in which I don't like. <laughs> you, know, you know, all these, all these chants and cheers, be, be, because I'm, I'm, I'm focused. I need to not like you. I need to, you know. But then if you, if, if you keep doing this, then it's like, oh man, I kept mad at him.
1: Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I, I started doing the cheers on accident, honestly, because like I'd be going home, sleep, trying to sleep, and it just be replaying in my head. It's oh. <laughs> awesome. I work in ten hours a day, and it's just in my head stuck. Yeah. And then. I accidentally did it. One of the girls filed ball, and I was like, F-O. And I'm like, oh. And then the girls were like, F-O. They looked at me like, okay, you. I just kept it. And I was, After that, I, just, so I was like, forget it. I just started doing the chairs with them. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That is then, pretty yeah. cool. That is pretty cool. And the Blue Lou, actually, how that name came about, I was just thinking, like, oh, I, I just, at first, you know, in the beginning, you have the meeting with the coach. I like, was like, you know, my name Lou, my name Lou. Then I was like, you know, umpires are blue. And then my yeah. name Lou, hey, Blue Lou. <laughs> Like, all right, Blue Lou, and all we're gonna go with that. And I was like, Blue Lou, and I made it my name, Blue Lou. And you know what I got, baby? What do you got? I got a team that's hotter than hot. Start doing chairs with them, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it crazy. That's pretty cool.
0: So we it sounds to. like you really are spreading joy through umping because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're really the cool. entertainment. So I think I like hearing about your journey because it sounds like you started. And you kind of didn't know what you're doing, and people were probably like really kind of uh, tentative about you umping their game. And now they're like super stoked that you're umping their game. So it's yeah. a nice, it's a nice process.
1: It's crazy how it happened. It kind of uh, reached the news, reached out to me. I like one of the parents at the game said that they saw you umpire their daughter game, and they want to do a story on me. Then that's when they carried. It. I don't know, you guys know, know the Carol 11 came out with a story on the news and it aired in Minnesota here. Then the next you know, it aired on NBC on every station in the whole country. And it's oh, crazy how, nice. like, I just was just, I'm just doing something that I love to do. Just It's yeah. just fun. And then it just started, everybody started loving it. And now everywhere I go, they backflip. I'm at the basketball games, I'm backflipping, shooting half court shots here right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That's so cool.
0: Well, um, as we as we start to wrap this up, we always ask our guests the final question. And you said you've been listening to us, so you probably have heard it before. But we like to ask our guests what their call to action is. And this is the one thing that you wish to leave our listeners um, with um, from you. So what is your call to action?
1: So my call to action, I think honestly, I think I will just promise her to spread joy and just to like to kids and everybody. African American male, too, who, you know, from the inner city. I came from the inner city, came from none where the, you know, the, the rate of success is <laughs> slim to none. Uh, you, you either dead by it. So I'm 25. Most people don't even make it to see 25 where I grew up at, you know? Mm. So I just uh want to be that person that they look at, like, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. And I want to be remembered as great. You, you got great, you got. Great and legendary. I only remember is great and what I mean by great is just everybody I impact. I wanna have a positive something positive that they can learn from me or gain from me. And then they can go on and take that and spread it to somebody else and it could be a ripple effect, you know. And then the more positivity that I'm spreading around and it impacts somebody else, then they can go touch and impact somebody else. And now you know you got a, a chain effect going on. And I also want to be legendary as far as Always been remembered in somebody's life. Like, I got people who done stuff for me in my life. It was just a small act, like, that they probably would never even knew. Like, my coach, him taking me to um, that visit, I was saying, the college visit, when he had to talk to me about it. And I was like, I want to be a construction worker. And he's like, You ain't got to, you know, just that little small. Yeah. You never, he was legendary. He made me change in my mindset, you know, just something so small. You never know. So, just the smallest things, the act. Or whatever you probably could just be walking down the street and just have a conversation with somebody and they probably ain't talked to nobody in months because nobody want to talk to them just the smallest thing you just you know now they always remember you for that so i want to be legendary in people kids lives so like i'm back flipping they always gonna remember me i'm always having fun i'm having fun with them doing cheers with them i always want to be remembered so just being great and being legendary is you know just be positive you know you just got to spread love be positive. And everybody I come across, I just want them to be like, oh, this day smooth, genuine dude, down to earth. Man, you know, just yeah, we all human at the same. That at the end of the day, we all just you know, we all human. I just want people to remember to be good, spread love, be positive, and get stuff done. Don't make no excuses, man. Get stuff done. Yeah. And when you get stuff done, and you know, work hard, it always is going. Hey, whatever dream. You want whatever goal you set. If you work hard and get stuff done, it's gonna happen. So yeah. that's all. That's all I want to leave people with. Go hard for yourself.
0: I love that.
2: That's awesome, Lewis.
0: Yeah, Lewis, This was a lot of fun talking to you today. Thank you for your time and um, thanks for all the work that you do with with kids yeah. and spreading joy. I mean, you really are practicing what you're what you're saying. So I, I love seeing that. So thank you.
1: Yes, man. Hey, hey Fred. Thank you for reaching out to me. And, oh, heck yeah. And, The first one that happened, we made it happen. Thank y'all for having me on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Having me on the podcast. I'm going to be listening to it at work. I mean, so I can't wait.